The Greenhouse Show on KSL News Radio. Good morning and welcome to The Greenhouse Show. We are halfway through, Ton. We are. <laughs> We've got a call on tomatoes, but it doves tell into what I wanted to talk about at 9.30. You want to go tomatoes now? Well, not all of them, but the blossoms with no fruit. All right, let's take that call. Uh, that's going to be Beth and Mapleton. Good morning, Beth. Good morning. Tell us I about your tomato two, issues. I have three plants. I got them over at Diamonds. They're beautiful, uh, but they started setting tomatoes, oh, maybe in the last of the middle of June or earlier, one has five tomatoes, one has four, and one has none. And I just, lots of blossoms, but they're not making tomatoes. Well, I think that it's the weather. We've been in the 90s, and temperatures above 90 cause the flowers to self-abort. And so, hence, we go through a period of time to where oftentimes tomatoes will set some fruit, then they stop through July and early August. And in September, when we're consistently below 90 and below 70 at night, they pick up again. And I think that's what you're running into. Okay. That makes sense. Now, my daughter was given, she and her neighbor were given some plants by another neighbor. And both of them, uh, the neighbor's, the plant, the tomatoes on them have all got black on the bottom, rot, rot spot, whatever, whatever, yeah. and they don't know why. It's they're Satan not, that does it to them. <laughs> no, um, oh, the, yeah. the tomatoes have a condition called blossom end rot. Yeah. And the tomatoes, when the flower was pollinated, had a condition to where it was either rainy or they were just irrigated, and prior to that, the soil was really dry, or the weather went from like 65, 70 degrees to the high 80s or low 90s. But any of these kind of environmental or weather conditions that change rapidly temperature or soil moisture causes the plant to not be able to uptake enough calcium, even though there's plenty in the soil. And the result of that temporary lack of calcium when the flower was pollinated results in blossom end rot. And so as the season progresses, it becomes far less common. It can get better. Oh, yes. And by late August, September, you'll still see a few, but it's far less common than the first tomatoes of the season. Okay. I've got first ones, and she's going to have light ones. Well, um, then I have an apple... A, Yellow Delicious apple tree. We probably planted it 50 years ago or more. And it's just dropping. It looks good, but it's dropping leaves, dry leaves, yellow leaves all the time. How is often it just, is it irrigated? Uh, well, not real often. I, I, I have an acre of land, and, and I water in Mapleton every 12, hour, 12 days and, and 8 hours, but it doesn't get all that water. You may need to drag a hose out there between those irrigations or and once every seven to ten days run a hose and sprinkler under the canopy of the tree so the entire canopy is covered. But you want okay. water to penetrate 18 inches to two feet deep. If it's dropping leaves like that, it sounds like some mild drought stress to me. Okay. 
it's not because it's so old, huh? Well, it could that doesn't help. You know, the usable life on an apple is around 30, 35 years, and after that, they seem to just kind of slow down and start to slowly decline, and so that could be factoring into it, but the immediate problem sounds like it may need some water. Okay. I will do that. Okay. Thank you so much. You're it's welcome. worth all the waiting for commercials. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, those commercials keep us on the air, fortunately or unfortunately. And so I, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, it's a little bit of a heavy load today, but that's what's keeping the, the lights on and us I on know. the air. I know. I keep so. telling myself that if it weren't for that, we wouldn't have no. the show. There you go. It helps us help you. So yep. good luck with those tomatoes, though. And, and hopefully, you know, one thing about tomatoes ton it's just patience yeah it just it, it's not patience it's not the immediate gratification fruit it's you gotta wait yeah and the one thing i wanted to bring up was about the shade cloth and how over the last two or three years it's become a standard usu recommendation right when people are having problems with blossoming blossoms falling off a lack of pollination on tomatoes, peppers, green beans, squash. One thing that will remedy it is if you've ever seen the low tunnels or some sort of a frame that you can put shade cloth that has a grade of 30% shade, you'll get fruit on your tomatoes and peppers three to four weeks sooner than if you just let them sit in the sun. And so we're starting to, I know it's an investment, but it's something that shade cloth, if it's removed, in the winter will last for years, and it's just one of those things that if we continue to have hot summers, that will greatly help in your gardening. It just depends. You know, if you highly value those tomatoes and you want more of them or you want them sooner, then... Yeah, the one-time you know, investment, the investment of 50 to $100 that will last you for 10 years or so may be worth it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and if you don't want to, if it's too much hassle or the expense or whatever it is... You wait another Don't, month and you're going to get tomatoes. Yeah. So for me, you know, I just wait on it and I'll usually trellis my tomatoes using a system called the Florida Weave that will, the plants naturally shade themselves. And so the tomatoes on the inside develop a little bit sooner, but eventually I'm probably going to start shading. But for now I'm doing like you and I'm just, I'll have plenty of tomatoes, but it might be late August into mid September. Right. You know, it's, I don't know. It's, I've tried some of the crazy things. I've put them in in mid-March with a wall of water, and and I did that several times, and then kind of determined, it's really not getting me that many tomatoes that much earlier. So I kind of have gone back to the you know late May planting. But this, I might do. Yes, because it is something that research shows it works, and it's a one-time investment that will get you, you know, like I said, probably 10 years Okay. Uh, before we take a break, let's see if we can answer one of our text questions. We've got a texter. I'm looking for a tree for the front of my house. Faces south in West Point. Go Falcons. Yes, go Falcons, my alma mater. <laughs> Need shade, de- desire low maintenance, and uh, moderate grower. Okay. Uh, the, and did they say a size again? Uh, no. Okay. So if it's a yard tree... I'm going to go with some medium-sized stuff, so maybe State Street Maple would be one. Not Parkway, but State Street. It's a different species of maple that does well in our soils. I don't, it's not one of my favorite trees, but it grows fast, especially in that sandy soil out there. 
but Canada red choke cherry, you'll have to cut back the suckers, but for a small tree, it grows two to three feet a year. So that would be another good one. Hot wings maple is another, or some of its cousins like rugged charm, but hot wings maple. And then for a fourth one, the golden rain tree we talked about earlier is another one that they could consider. Okay. There you go. So hopefully those suggestions will help you out. We're going to jump out and take a break now. When we come back, more of your calls. Carol and Shannon are waiting patiently online. We're going to chat with them. And if you've got a question, now is a great time to call in. We do have lines that are open for you at KSL Talk. Or you can text us at 57500. And we'll be back with more on KSL on the Greenhouse Show. Welcome back into the Greenhouse on KSL News Radio. Tom, we promised to take some calls and patiently waiting. It's been uh, Carol in Bountiful. Good morning, Carol. How can we help you out? Hi, uh, Don. Uh, I fell in love with the honey locust trees on the university campus a number of years ago, and I think since then they've taken them out. But anyway, I planted one on the west side of my house, and uh, it gives me some good afternoon shade that I like, but the spring cleanup is just about killing me like it dump stuff more than one time in the early spring and that's all I do is sweep up the stuff <laughs> so I'm thinking should I take this out or can it be trimmed well it can be trimmed back yes what I would do is call an arborist that's a certified arborist and have them come in and just trim the branches back as long as they're not too extensive that cover your porch or other areas that you have to do some sweeping yeah it's starting to uh come closer to my house all the time. In fact, it yes. is over part of it, and I don't think I want that. Yeah, and so there is also, if the tree is healthy, I've heard of some, like, power line contracted arborist companies using a growth regulator oh, to really? keep the tree from growing. And I don't, some people are not too thrilled about those regulators, but it might be something, if the tree is really healthy and well-watered, that you might be able to use where they come in and trim it and they apply it and it lasts for a couple of years uh-huh. and it would be four or five years before they had to come back in. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite mature and I don't. I think it's fairly damaged. I think it's got some problems actually, so maybe it would be better to take it out. But Yeah, uh, and it, that would be up to you and an arborist to do a safety assessment on the tree and they can look at a number of different things and maybe even take some core samples to make sure that the trunk isn't rotten. But that would be something for an arborist to do an assessment, to do assess the overall safety and the feasibility of pruning it back from where you'd sweep. The other thing you might be able to do is get a small battery operated leaf blower that would fit your size so it didn't make you like, yeah. you know, just overwhelm you. And maybe the leaf blower would be easier than sweeping and just leaf blow it all back onto the lawn so it can be yeah. mowed in. But it's so much extra stuff that falls, I just hate that back on my lawn. Yeah. So, I mean, well, and if you mow it into your lawn, it'll just break down and benefit okay. the lawn. Okay. So just sweep it out there or blow it out there, and then when the lawn's mowed, the mower will chop it up and it'll just become part of a natural compost, almost like slow composting when it works its way through the thatch. Oh, really? Yep. Now, you gave some names of trees to a previous caller. Or would you recommend for what my situation if I take it out? Well, what's the size limit on the tree? How big you want it to get? Oh, okay. So well, we need to know, know how big you want it. Medium, like 30 feet, or 
Something yeah. like two-thirds the size of the honey locust, maybe. Yeah. State Street be Maple better, I think. would be an excellent choice. A what? State Street Maple. Okay. That would be one. Uh, you could also look at maybe the Rugged Charm Maple. That one's a little smaller. Those are two that would be really good that are more medium-sized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's really got big. But I noticed at the university, that I think they took them out. I, think, I can't remember where they were. Somewhere by the library. I can't remember. It's been a long time ago. Yeah, and so the universities, they are usually... A tree on a campus is usually, I've just noticed on USUs, it's usable life's around 30 years at the most before they have to cut it down for remodeling or new construction. And so that could be the situation that they had to take them out for a new road, a new sidewalk, a new building or something. Yeah, and that I'm not sure of. So, okay, well, I appreciate that. I hate it to go in a way that it probably needs to be gone. Yeah. It's a heck of a lot of work, I'll tell you. All right, it Carol. Does it more than once. Thanks so much. Hey, good luck with that. All right, uh, let's chat with Shanna, who's calling in from Syracuse. Good morning, Shanna. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I have two trees in my yard, one in the front, one in the back. They get plenty of sun. They get plenty of water. I'm having a drop leaf problem with them. It's a polonia tree, and if you're not familiar with that, it's... Oh, I am. It's, you are. Oh, wonderful. Yes. That's the first person I've found that knows what a polonia <clears throat> tree is. I got my starts from Great Britain because wow. I couldn't find anything around here. And it came as a little stick about maybe three inches long and looked like it was dead as a doornail and put it in the ground in a week. It was above the ground a foot and it just keeps growing. It's beautiful. Um has... We're having a problem with leaves yellowing and falling off. Is it the weather that we're having this year? It could be the weather with the hot, dry weather we're having. Um, It could be also that the irrigation is a bit off. It gets watered three times a week. So, but how deeply is the question? Um. I don't know, the sprinklers run for an hour. The type of sprinklers that we have run for an hour each time. Is uh, chlorosis a, a potential problem here, Tom? Well, chlorosis could be. The polonia, it's spelled P-L-U-L-O-W-N-I-A. It's, the empress tree is another common name for it. And they have flowers on it that are very ornamental, but they're fast-growing trees. But they're not known for having a very long lifespan. They're much more common in Europe than they are over here. You're the second person I know of in 20 years that actually has one. We planted them at our home in Cash Valley, and they lasted there, oh, heavens, well, until we moved, which they probably were 15 to 18 years old, never had a problem with them, but they never blossomed up there. But these will blossom. They will. Um, they so the, have blossomed ones. Yeah. So the only thing <laughs> I'd know to do is to get a long piece of rebar, just a narrow piece of rebar, bend it so that you have about six inches of a 90-degree angle. So you have six inches of handle and you have a good two, two and a half feet on it. And then just stick it into the ground around the uh-huh. tree to see how far that will penetrate in. Because it um, will go as deep as water is penetrating, and those trees may not be 
being watered deeply enough. And so in the lawn, you may need to go in every two or three weeks and run some hose-in sprinklers just to drive water deeper to keep them healthy. But that's the first thing I would do. Okay. The trees also have um, just some dead twigs on them. Some of them are four feet long. Some of them are anywhere from a foot to four feet. And I wonder, can I trim those off? Can I get my clippers and yeah, trim Yeah, trim, any, trim anything dead out. Okay. I'm not going to harm the rest of the Not trees. at all. Okay. And I was wondering if I needed to fertilize those with something special or not. No. Because of the yellowing and the dropping of leaves. I clean leaves up off my lawn two or three times a day. Yeah, and so because I, don't I mean, they could be like declining, but... A light application of just some lawn fertilizer, you could try it, but it's usually not going to make a difference if it's dropping a lot of leaves. Okay. And my nectarine tree has fruit on it. It's loaded with fruit. It's only its third year. And the fruits are about half golf ball size. Yeah, we're getting up against a break, but I would thin it to one fruit for every six inches to try to prevent branch breakage, okay? Okay, I have done that, so I'll just okay. keep watching it. All righty, thank you so much. All right, good luck with that, Shanna. Kind of a unique tree, it sounds like, Tom. Yes, it is. A royal empress tree. They're really common in southern Europe. You can see them along alleys and things, and they have really pretty flowers. But they've never really caught on in the United States, but you do see them sometimes. All right, and with that, we are going to jump out and take a break for news, traffic, and weather at the top of the hour. We'll be back on the other side with more of your calls and questions on the KSL Greenhouse Show.